If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Aid. How are you doing? Hi, Tane. I'm great. How are you? I'm wiping a lone tear sliding <laughs> down my cheek because <laughs> we made it to the last episode of season 12. I never, ever thought this day would come. But it is here. <laughs> but is it here, Tane? Is it really here? <laughs> it is not really here. I'm crying. I'm just kidding. Listen, guys, we thought we were done. Pop the champagne. Sayonara. Goodbye. Something is floating around. I don't know what it is because it did not come on after the show. I have not seen it officially on, like, the website or anything. But there's some preview going around. It's not couples cam because it includes the people who didn't stay married. But it seems like it follows the lives of the couples afterwards. And we're just like, what is this? Is this a one-off? Is this another spin-off? Is this like a couple of episodes? But I knew it, Aid. Remember I told you, there is no way they're going to let the season die. They're going to spring something on us. I think I'm just amazed that they convinced these people to keep shooting. And I want to know how many episodes this thing is called. I, I, I will say this for our listenership. Like, we're, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> we, we said the season out. is over. <laughs> <laughs> we have Who's, done the Lord's work. <laughs> Who says you can't create your own reality? When I say it's done, when Tane says it's done, it's done. <laughs> oh, man. It's, you know, it's kudos to them. They have milked the hell out of this season. 
And I don't even know if it's helping or if it's hurting because for all the bitching, even if we were not doing this podcast, I am tuning in. I'm going to watch it. I try to like think all tough, like these people aren't drawing me in, but yeah, I'm going to watch it too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not at the time it comes on, maybe on DVR a couple days later, but, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Who's the suckers? We are. But yeah, guys. Somehow we made it to this unnecessary two-hour season finale, which was pretty much what we call it—the Haley and Jacob show this time. I guess. I guess. Um, like we said, we're going on vacation from the podcast. <laughs> but while the show is off, we will be doing our Ask Us Anything. We've gotten so many great questions. Like we're so excited to answer them. Um, that episode will be coming out sometime late June because we're really going on vacation, (laughs) at least over here. But over on Patreon, we are not going on vacation. (laughs) Is it really a vacation aid? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have a ton of bonus episodes stored up there on Patreon for you to listen to. And we're going to be putting out new episodes over the next two months while we wait for the new season to start. Uh, so yeah, go check it out. Patreon.com slash AlterCallMAFS. Another business note. Um, we've been hearing from you guys and another podcast I listened to also brought this up. If you've updated the, to the new version of iOS on your Apple phone or device, you may not be getting your podcast, including ours. So yeah, no one's getting their podcast. Hopefully Apple fixed whatever they broke this week. <laughs> Wait, so is it like they don't get it at all? I thought it was like it was coming late. Yes, guys, I'm an Android person, so don't shoot me. But is it like it doesn't come at all, or is that it's dropping late? I'm not sure. Um, I am one of those people who does not update my Apple phone until <laughs> until they really start threatening you. <laughs> like, get this update. So I think it's just the people who updated aren't getting their podcasts, which is really strange. Um, But yeah, I don't know if they're getting them late or not getting them at all. I know someone said that they had to go to Spotify to get it because they just could not get it on Apple. So hopefully Apple fixed themselves. Good luck, everybody. The funny thing is, if you're listening to this, then you got the podcast. (laughs) But, you know, tell your friends, tell your family. (laughs) Uh, So, Tane. What was all everybody up to on social media this week? Well, one of our listeners kindly informed me that Shawnice is living her best life because she had a boob job. I must have missed that announcement, but makes all the sense. So, yeah. Did you know about this, aid? I did not. Yeah. So, probably had like a breast lift and stuff, which I wondered about because I think they want more kids. By they, I mean her and Jeffy, which... Today, she posted a video of her banging it over and him slapping her. I, I don't know. Shawnice is quite strange on social media. <laughs> I, <laughs> She's one of those people where I'm like, I need to unfollow you. But then I don't. <laughs> I do think Laura is cute. I like Laura content. Which is funny because, oh my God, does this make me sound horrible? Kid content annoys me. But not kid, con- kid content like when it's just purely 100% like kid content like I will not even click on your story because I'm like is this all there is to it I don't I don't know if I want to keep that but it's true but Laura content I like I think she's the cutest smartest thing and anytime I see Laura I smile so yeah 
Miles had a story where he didn't show the student's face, of course, but he was having a conversation with one of his students. And the students were saying, like, someone was saying that he was on TV. And Miles was telling him, like, of course it's not me. Like, you know, he doesn't even look like me. And the student was going, like, yeah, it doesn't. Like, this person is taller, this person is this. And then he put a caption saying that his students don't know that he was on TV and he doesn't want them to know otherwise. And I thought that was cute and funny. I think that's impossible. Don't students have parents? <laughs> but... I don't know, but they were having this conversation and this person was agreeing with him, like, yeah, it's not him. Like, the student was like, if it was you, I would definitely know it was you, but this person doesn't even look like you, so I don't know. Well, okay, he's probably a good educator in that his kids can't follow him on his socials. I guess maybe he could pull it off, but, I mean, what he posted this week, graduation, which it looks so, like, I love watching anything graduation related. I <laughs> And he posted, like, his school pictures of kids, you know, like, all, the whole nine yards. I think maybe his kids might be older than Miles' kids. So I'm like, if you're posting on your socials about your, like, surely people are going to figure it out. I mean, their parents might follow you. This is true. But, I mean, if you're anything like me, I never have, like, my coworkers. They're just, like, blocked. They're not going <laughs> to follow you. I even have certain relatives. Like, you cannot see anything. So. I appreciate I Miles' 007 game. It's, it's real smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, in happy news, awful Katie from the DC season got engaged. If you remember Katie and Derek, I remember Katie. <laughs> I did not like Katie, but no yeah, one liked Katie. Engaged. I mean, who knows? Some people have fans. I mean, Haley has fans, so you know. this dude who she's engaged to. I mean, he's a one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fan. I, you hear something about engaged, and your first thought is like. What con did you pull? <laughs> or what kind of trash person is this that they go with you? <laughs> Katie was, she's changed. She wasn't bad in like an evil way. She was just bad in like a why right. would anybody want to be in a relationship with you because you're a child kind of way? And kind of yeah. disrespectful and rude? I don't know. <laughs> I guess um fairly well. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Um, Greg and Doug, they did a live, an Instagram live on dad life. Um, always cute. Um, I think it's cool. Like, I, the one thing, again, I will give maths is, like, they do seem to be a family, even across seasons. So, so, more, we see it more with the ladies. So, I think whenever I see it with the guys, we talked about this last week, where we said, you know, it seems to be more with the ladies. So, whenever I see it with the guys, it's always like, oh, that's nice. That's cute to see. So, yeah. I didn't get to watch the live, but I'd be curious to know what they talked about. Um, Kate from Philadelphia. I, this is not news, but I just thought she had a boyfriend, but she's single. Because someone made a comment about dating apps and things like that, but I thought she had a boyfriend, and I was surprised when I saw that she was single. Okay. And finally, Pastor Cal, if you're fans, has a book coming out, and it's with his favorite saying. It's titled Marriage Ain't for Punks. So, if you want to support, go pre-order and get that book. And that's Pastor all that's going on. Pastor Cal was one of those people who's like, I've got big news. Big news coming. I hate those people. Just tell me your news already. And then it's like, oh, I have a book. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
That is it. All right. Are you ready to get into this reunion? Or should I ask you, how did you feel about this hour? Did you prefer it to last? Did you prefer the first one or the second one? How did you feel? You mean two hours. And the thing is, the reunion had some good parts, but it also had a lot of filler. I just felt like the two parts were unnecessary. You could have edited down both this last week and this week into a couple of hours and had actually a pretty good show. Yeah. But I actually enjoyed parts of this one probably better than parts of last week. Yeah. I think it was fun having the couples together and the experts. So, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Want to go? Let's go. So we pick off where we left off last week with Chris throwing a tantrum and uttering the immortal lines. If you've got a problem, we can go into the parking lot. Or you can meet me in the parking lot. I'm like, how am I going to call a line immortal? And I don't really remember what it was. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of the way they cut this is you have Kevin sitting in that chair calling out for Chris. And they show Chris in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we will get into Paige and her things and whatever. But, like, you just see a person doing the same things over and over again. So we're out in the parking lot. Chris has a backpack. I kind of wanted to see where that backpack was from because it seemed pretty nice, very compact. Um, And (laughs) he gets into his car and Paige gets into his car with him. I don't pay attention to vehicles, but I was wondering, is that the same vehicle that he had at the the decision day, or is that a different vehicle? Was it white? It was white. Yeah, it's the same one. So now we find that he says he's not filming anymore if Dwight is there. He'll come back without him. And Paige, this is too much. Um, I, I get- comment that if you're saying this is too much, which, which is said in the entirety of the season, if you're still saying it at the reunion where you've allegedly broken up with this guy and everything's supposed to be over. I don't know what other sign you need to know that this person is just toxic for you. And why are you still engaging? At this (sighs) stage of the game, I cannot be blaming the cameras. I cannot be blaming producers. If you refuse to go outside or get into the vehicle or do the, Chris, it's going to be okay. No one can make you do that. That is the choice that you make, and you continue to make it. (laughs) Yeah. So now that we've agreed that Dwight is done, Chris is back. So Chris is back with Kevin in the chair. He still looks kind of, like, jittery. Like, he's still on edge. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Kevin is all, Chris, are you okay? (laughs) And he says, I promise I would be okay for Paige, for her sake. I'm like, okay, so you're doing her a favor. Mm-hmm. And Chris, you know, it always annoys me when Chris says things that I can agree with. Chris says it's not okay to bring Dwight because yeah. he's right. <laughs> it's not okay. What was he doing here? Yeah. And Chris starts talking about how he didn't like his tone, his underlining. I think he meant underlying condescending tone. He doesn't need correction from Pastor Dwight. Chris, uh, Kevin asks if he's going to talk to Pastor Dwight off camera, and he says he has nothing to say. And then Chris apologizes to Kevin and Paige for, I guess, the way he acted. And Kevin asks him, what will you take away from this experience? And he talks about how he has a lot more growing to do in, in, as an individual. He regrets the process that Paige went through. She deserves a redo at love. I don't know 
what that means. Do you know what that means, Tate? Um, I don't know what he means, but I was going to mention how a lot of people have been talking about Paige needing a redo on this show. There has been a spinoff that had a redo, and I'm like, everyone just get away from Paige. So that <laughs> was what I took from it, was maybe he's saying she needs another chance, the expert should match her with somebody else, and I'm like, no. I don't think, I know that there was a show called Married at First Sight, Checking Second Chances, mm-hmm. but I just feel like if the experts screw up once, that I don't think a second chance is gonna do anything. That's way too much risk. I think the goal would be, and if they want to switch things up, unless they're back in Atlanta, I guess, is have her be part of the people willing to be matched. I mean, they've done that in Australia where the first one failed so bad and they brought somebody else a second time. So it could be something that they could explore. But I think the hint is it has to be in the same city. So the only other thing I could think of is them doing like a dating show just for Paige where she gets to pick who she wants to be with. And I don't see that being beyond the producers. They will milk the hell out of the season. Anyway, they can. I would watch a page dating show. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I will say that there's nothing that I've seen of Paige that makes her... I mean, they have the Bachelorette, so I guess it's the same thing. I was going to say there's nothing about Paige that makes me think she could carry a whole show, but I, I've watched a season or two of the Bachelorette, and there really wasn't anything about their main people who who they could carry a whole show either, so... Yeah. <sighs> Um, Kevin asked about filing for divorce and they're like, yeah, we're getting divorced. And then they hug and he apologizes to Paige and then Paige is on the couch by herself. (laughs) (laughs) And Paige says, we were doing so well until we weren't. What is this we business? What is we? I mean, that's what she kept saying. I did want to say though, going back to when Chris came back, um, after the whole fiasco, I wasn't sure about Kevin telling him that all he had to do was hug Pastor Dwight, say, I love you, brother, but now it's not. I'm like, Mm-mm. I don't like Chris, but I think hugging and saying I love you, that's way too much, especially if he doesn't feel it. So, no. It just, there wasn't. He shouldn't have been there at all. That, exactly. That's just there was, that's... <laughs> you can't say, well, this should have happened or that should have happened or this other thing should have happened. He should have been there at all. Yep. Yep, absolutely. He had nothing to do with the story, so whatever. So then Kevin asked Paige, how hard was it for her to go through this experience? She said she came looking for love and she felt robbed of this whole experience. I know she gets asked the same questions a lot, but the answers, my God, I'm like, everything you say here, I've heard you say it before. (laughs) They really love Showing that clip of Chris calling Paige unattractive and being like, what's your reaction? Yeah. Between unfiltered, I they did it last week, right? Yeah. And they did it again this week. I'm like, how many times do you want to tell this girl, like, hey, this dude said you're ugly. What do you think? Yeah. Fuck off with that. Like, <laughs> I, whenever I feel, like, too bad about saying I'm so glad this is over, this type of stuff is where I'm like, I'm really glad this is over. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the one last week particularly I thought was cruel because it wasn't like in the package or a montage or something. Kevin specifically said this season, this was filmed earlier, so you might not have gotten to see some of the things he said. Let's play this for you so you can hear this. That to me just seemed particularly cruel. Like intentionally, purposely sit here 
and listen to this. I mean, I, I she did you said they pleaded on unfiltered. Well, on unfiltered was where she got to see what happened at the wedding, where he kind of okay. said the same thing, okay. and then interviews where he said the same. Like I, they played those on unfiltered too. I'm like, what do you think, Paige? Okay, okay, yeah. So last week, I'm like, I don't know. That was a little unnecessary. And if they planned on doing this during the section and asking her, what was the point of doing that? So yeah. It's just tough because again, they signed up for a reality show, but at what cost? I don't know. So she says the cost was it brought out a lot of insecurities. She also said, I'm not a weak willed, desperate woman. And I think she's responding to some of the like commentary that she's obviously heard. Yeah. She said she signed up for a process. We are legally bonded. She's not one to just give up. She also said she wasn't privy to some of the sidebar conversations. So like, I think she feels like people are condemning her for things that she didn't know about. I would like to correct her on that point. We were well aware of the things you heard and the things you did not hear. Yep. We were basing our judgments on the things that we saw with our own two eyes (laughs) that you were there for. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she said, he said, like when he said, she's not my type that he never said that to her. And I'm like, what do you think him telling you that he's not attracted to you means? I don't know. Like I, I feel for Paige and I know we've all been through toxic relationships, but there's a lot of things that she says that are like, these kind of seem rehearsed. And my fear is that she says a lot of things, but I don't know how much she actually believes the things that she says, as opposed to saying these things because they're supposed to be the right things to say. I think there's always a fear of like looking bad. Yeah, and that is her fear. Remember decision day? I kind of want to be like, (laughs) I don't think that's very important. Like, yeah, I I think the, the the consensus is you will look bad if you continue to put up with this man. Yeah. So if you're not putting up with Chris, you're basically out of the woods of looking bad. Like no one, you know, you it's so funny because on the show you get condemned for breaking up. No one's going to condemn you for that page. Yeah. So we I feel like everybody watching is like, could you just focus on getting away from this man and like out of his orbit? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um she also said she's got self-esteem issues after dealing with him. And, you know, some of the commentary is like, you know, well, Kevin actually says, you know, people are bewildered looking, you know, looking at it from the outside and they're not coming from a place of hate, just bewilderment because they're like, girl, you're smart. Like, why are you doing this? And she says, I will never excuse his behaviors and his actions. I was committed to this process and seeing it through. She says she's emotionally drained. It's been a circus and she would never wish this on her worst enemy. Kevin says you didn't create this madness. She said, regardless of what people think of her, she's a Christian. Mm. He's accountable for his actions. He's apologized. Mm. And she doesn't need to be like out there saying how terrible he is. What do you think? Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe you need to say he's terrible so that it sticks into your brain because these excuses that you make up, because sometimes when you're dealing with someone like Chris, you probably need to remember that you are not dealing with an ordinary person. You are dealing with a demon in human form. <laughs> so, you know, you know, every time I see 
her chase after him. I'm so annoyed. When she chased after him and she's like, you were doing so good. It is not your job to pacify him. Even Kevin saying, Paige, tell him to be calm. Everybody stop assigning this role to her. I will sit down there and look at my nails and cross my feet and tell the producers to tell me when it's time to start filming again. Not my problem. So maybe if you, you know, said bad things about him, bash him, it doesn't make you a bad person. You, you, he, he deserves it. So And you don't have I, to say bad things about him. As you said, you could just sit there, be quiet, and not engage. You can this, answer all of Kevin's questions without engaging with Chris. This is true. In the words of Evelyn from Basketball Wives, Chris should just be a non-motherfucking factor in your life. <laughs> <laughs> snaps, Tane, snaps. <laughs> So after after all this, we get a lovely surprise in the form of Nancy. Nancy oh. is the bridesmaid who we just all loved from earlier in the season. And earlier in the day, yesterday, I had actually like caught a little clip of Nancy doing an interview. And I was just super just like, wow. So Nancy's whole goal with what she has seen with her friend Paige, it seems like, is she wants to educate people specifically Black people, on taking care of their mental health Mm -hmm. and domestic violence. Um, Mm -hmm. She had some really great stats in the interview that she did that I cannot remember who it was with (laughs) Um, about domestic violence, how it's gone up during the pandemic, intimate partner violence. Like, that's kind of Nancy's goal here. And I think she brought it also to this reunion. Yeah. So Nancy said she knew from the wedding that it wasn't a good match for her. Yeah. But she wanted to give him some benefit of doubt, and she bit her tongue more than she would have. I agree with that approach. I mean, (laughs) kind of. Um, I would know that if you met someone in one day, it'd be really hard to judge them, especially in the context of, like, a wedding being filmed by a TV crew. I I don't... I'm not sure what Nancy was supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah. I... (sighs) So I thought about it. So I know generally I'm the outspoken friend. Like if I see someone, I'm just like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, but also there is a good point. It's a big day for your friend. You're not trying to ruin it. But at the, on the flip side, because it's not like a long-term boyfriend, it's someone you just met. I think Chris raised enough flags that I will call my friend to the side and be like, you go with what you say. But for me, I just, just keep an eye out and... Like some kind of warning that is not like panic level, I think, because it's easier to cut your losses when it's someone you don't know. And then maybe with that warning in mind, and I say maybe because we don't know what she would have done. She probably maybe would not have slept with him and would have been on guard and wouldn't have tried to, you know, find a connection that way. Who knows? But again, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, there's, I don't know that there's a right or there's a wrong, but I feel like I would probably say something, but try to, you know, reduce how alarmed I, I, I feel, <laughs> for lack of a better word, <laughs> because and, Chris was alarming. <laughs> and they, it seemed like I actually chalked it up to like crappy editing because they had a whole conversation about like what Nancy did or didn't do. And I think my interpretation was that they were addressing Nancy, I guess, not like going off on Chris in the moment that he was kind of talking terribly about her with the other bridesmaids. Because Nancy's like, well, usually I'm that friend, but I wasn't that day. And she specifically cited, shout out to all the friends, family, and the Lord who are working on me in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) 
and that Paige rubbed off on her because she doesn't know how she does it. Just like stays calm and like all that good stuff. Yeah. And so I agree with you. Like I don't. A relationship is between two people. Even what this crazy yeah. one. Like what is Nancy? Nancy can't take any responsibility for anything that happened here because it's not Nancy's relationship. Yes. Kevin described Chris's apology. Another thing, I strongly suspect that Nancy refused to come on the show unless she did not have to film with Chris. Um, I don't think you should suspect it. I think she practically said it. Which you're kind of like, you're a side player. It's funny that you had that kind of power. But it is, you can see how once someone draws a line in the sand, like, and you tell, it doesn't matter, TV production, whatever, you're not crossing my line. I'm pretty sure Nancy said, I am not appearing in the same room with Chris Williams, the second, as we like to call him. And somehow that was respected to where we didn't see Nancy and Chris together. Would that have made for great TV? Because she probably would have cussed him out. Yes. But she's like, I don't want to do that. So you're just not going to have him when I'm there. Good job, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that could rub off onto Paige. Um, Nancy did not think Chris's apology was genuine. There is not enough apologizing (laughs) to make her feel a different way than she does. And she said Chris is the epitome of why Black mental health matters. And I thought to myself, do you mean Chris's mental health or Paige's mental health or both? Which one do you think she was talking about? So at the time, I thought it was Paige. But after going through, like, the internet and stuff, everyone seemed to think it was Chris. But I didn't quite put it together why his mental health would be what matters. I don't know. I mean, emotionally healthy people don't run around and do the stuff that Chris did. So... (laughs) Yeah, this is true. She also kind of addressed, like, why... Because all the whole time, we'd always be like, where are Paige's friends? <laughs> and she said Paige's people weren't there because we don't act like Paige. I think her idea was, like, if we would have gotten on TV, we would have cussed out Chris so we just didn't appear on TV. I don't know how that works. Yeah, did- I, I think that's what exactly what it was. There was nothing nice that was going to be said. They were not going to keep it PG. They will probably not act with grace. And she's like, instead of looking like a damn fool, we're just going to take ourselves out of that situation. Because we didn't even see a phone call. Not even a phone call. And for a situation like this, this is very strange. I'm sure it took a lot for her brother to even show up. (laughs) Nancy also said if she saw him in a street or a dark alley, and she just let our imaginations run away with what would happen. Kevin natters on about, you know, how Paige is the epitome of beautiful grace and restraint. And Kevin says no one would have been mad if you would have choked him out. Um, Nancy said she thought of throwing a shoe, but Paige isn't like that, so she wouldn't do that. Um, you know, the, the saddest part is when Nancy said that Paige is not okay. Yeah, it was sad, but I'm glad she said that. I'm glad she said it for us, the audience, so that people can truly understand. Because I still, it's still, I think, hard for us to wrap our heads around, like, how psychologically damaging this whole experience has been for her. And Nancy tried to pretty it up with, you know, she's on a journey of healing. Any man that she's with will have to help her unpack these wounds that he's caused. And then she started with blessing in disguise, and I just can't do it, (laughs) y'all. She said she didn't come out with a husband or a beautiful love story, but it will open up a conversation we need to have as a community. And unfortunately, it was at her expense. I'm 
glad she said it for us, but I'm also glad she said it for Paige. I don't think even Paige knows how much this has done to her. Like I said, Paige is good at saying the words, but I like Paige is just 26. I know I'm old, but that's young. That's young, young. Like she's 26. And going through all these things, especially with the mentality that she has, and again, not knocking her faith, but I don't know that her faith has been helpful to her in this journey. Dealing and unpacking with all of that, I think she doesn't realize the depth of it, and I think that Nancy does. What I also appreciated is that Nancy explicitly called it trauma. I like that she did that. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. All these pretty words, Paige trying to say, I'm not a victim. I haven't been through this. I'm stronger. I'm putting myself first. It is very easy, again, to put out all these inspirational quotes or whatever, but we're human beings. So I'm glad she said it because I don't know if Paige agreed. Paige didn't cut her off because Paige had an expression on her face like, uh, how are you going to say I'm not okay? But she might not know she's not okay. So I'm glad she said it for her. Nancy's an all-star. All-star MVP. That was one person in the reunion that made sense. That's a guest that makes sense. <laughs> the, the one and only. <laughs> Kevin, and you know, we like Kevin. I, You know, everything reflects badly. So, like, Kevin just didn't look good in the Chris and Paige segment, in my opinion. Yes, he asked the questions, but it almost felt like sometimes he was treating things like a joke that really aren't a joke. Um, Kevin said that he was glad Nancy was ready to catch Kristen and Allie. And, and Nancy said she still might catch Kristen and Allie. And all of our hearts soared. And, and we're like, eh, if you can make any bad things come his way, I mean, we ain't going to be mad at you. Um, and then he wants Kevin once again showers. Like, this praise for some reason really bothers me. You know, Paige acted like a wife throughout the process. She acted dignified and elegant throughout this process. Kevin calls the experience foolishness and Paige once again is, you know, she's a class act and, and she said, she thanks Kevin for being supportive. I, 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 since day one, I'm just not down with these Paige compliments. I don't like them because I feel like it encourages more people to act the way Paige has acted. And I don't care what you get out of this. Like the way Paige has acted is not the way that was best for Paige. So we shouldn't yeah. be complimenting that. And I kind of get the idea, like she doesn't need to be, you know, throwing things or screaming or yelling or whatever. But all this dignity, grace, and class is not useful. Yeah, but I think it's more a case of overcompensating because you're not going to kick her when she's down. Like, it's done, it's done. We might as well just not, you know, try to lift her up where we can. I, I think that's the intent, you know, with that. And and I do agree with that, because I, I hope Paige thinks that she is as wonderful as she actually is, so she never tolerates this bullshit from anybody else again in her life. Amen, amen. All right, so all done. We're done, sort of, with Paige and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I want to agree with you with Kevin. We're about to get into Haley and Jacob, and I think he exemplified that. Like, I think we hyped Kevin up so much. Not to say he didn't do his job as host, but... He, you know, kind of, let me introduce you to a Nigerian slang. There's a slang when someone kind of disappoints you. It's called fall my hand. Kevin fell my hand this reunion. There were just some situations where I'm like, Kevin, my dude, we don't hype you all season. And you just came here and did some things that gave you, that making me give you the side eye. So 
Are you ready for Haley and Jacob aid? Um, I'm ready. Thank you for the Nigerian phrase lesson. I did not know that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. All right. Haley and Jacob. <laughs> Haley and Jacob. Haley and Jacob. I should have just gone to the dentist and pulled a tooth out. That would have just been a better experience <laughs> than this. I've never hated a couple so much. Who is a couple that I hate in the past? Listen, I will watch Mika and Michael again. <laughs> And Lord knows I did not like both of them individually, <laughs> together, whatever. But Haley and Jacob, my goodness. Anyways, Kevin asked them if it's the first time they're seeing each other since decision day. Edit fail number one. Remember, she, he already asked Haley that question at the, in the girls' chat. I don't know how they filmed it, but he did ask her already, like, you know, have you guys talked? And she's like, no, he blocked me on everything. So for them to include this part again, not quite sure what the thought process was. So they both say yes, and Shady Kevin asks how it feels to see her husband. Why didn't he just say, how does it feel to see him again? He said, husband. And then <laughs> Haley's like, yeah, it feels all right. <laughs> and Jacob is like, eh, pretty indifferent. So Kevin asks if he wants to tell um, Haley that he looks nice or beautiful. And it was very awkward. Jacob, Jacob was like, eh, no, I'm all right. Again, this is where Kevin starts to disappoint me. I'm like, I don't think Kevin should force people to do what they don't want to do. If he wants to tell her he looks nice, he will. If he doesn't, why make it awkward by saying, oh, do you want to tell her she looks nice or she looks beautiful? What did you think of that? I think, <laughs> okay, Kevin should not have said that. But he is revealing Jake to be the bitter Betty that he is. <laughs> Because no. <laughs> by asking that question and getting that response, he is telling us something about Jake, which is that when Jake don't like you, Jake don't like you. He will not tell you you look nice in your dress. Even when you, he knows, we are all looking at Haley. She looks nice. Okay. But he won't even give her that. And that reveals to us that, <laughs> I don't know if Jake will ever get over this. Okay, so here angry. I am again. Here I am again, Jacob. Here, that's I didn't the say he was wrong life. for his feelings. I did not say he was wrong <laughs> for his feelings. I just said that's how he feels. Okay, but he, here's my point of view. My principle in life is I don't like to do things if I don't feel it. I'm so, um, was it literal that if I'm not laughing at something, I don't know why you would put LOL. Like, that's just how I am. So if he doesn't feel like he wants to tell her she looks nice, even if she looks nice, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not being petty. I just don't want to say it. Or is that being petty? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, if the feeling is there, isn't there, I don't think I'm being petty. I just don't care. He already said he felt indifferent. So... <laughs> Haley tells us that, oh, you know, think that, well, Kevin asked them how life is after the cameras are gone and the show's over. Haley tells us that things are normal. Of course, she has to mention that she started traveling again because traveling, traveling is a personality for Haley. And then Jake was like, oh, he just reset that um, he just was in a vegetative state and just let everything, you know, eat away for about two weeks. So Kevin asked Haley if she's been in weddings since she came back. And she's like, yeah, she was in two back-to-back -back weddings and she prefers the supporting role and rather than the attention being on her. <laughs> what nonsense what is, is that? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, 
What does it mean when you prefer being the bridesmaid? <laughs> that always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like, I mean, if that if you love it, I like it, but you join the show called Maps to get married. But anyways, we get a recap of their journey. And then, you know, Kevin asked them how they felt about watching that. And Haley's like, she went in with the best of intentions. And Jacob was like, he just knows that he he read that arranged marriages are more successful percentage wise. And he just thought like, why are you sighing aid? (laughs) (laughs) This arranged marriages are okay. I know Jake read an article. The factor that he forgot to mention when talking about how arranged marriages are more successful than the marriage where people pick is that arranged marriages don't just operate in the vacuum of a TV show. (laughs) They operate in a culture, a culture that supports the institution of arranged marriage. And then in those same cultures, well, what are the economic opportunities for women? How easy is it to get a divorce? Will the community support you after you get divorced? So just because the numbers say, well, they stayed together, it doesn't give you the reasons why they did that. So knock it off with that arranged marriages are more successful than non-arranged marriages. Continue. He just said arranged marriage. He didn't say happy marriages. He just said arranged <laughs> marriages. That was his goal. <laughs> so Kevin asked him what he thinks happened. And Jake is like, um, they're just two different people who didn't understand each other's communication methods or humor. And I think that about sums it up. Kevin now asks him if he wishes he'd done better. And Jake is like, uh, I don't know. I was myself and she didn't like that. And that's okay. Kevin asks Haley what she didn't like. And she agrees with Jacob, like, you know, their communication and their humor. And then Jake adds that any communication he tried annoyed her. Haley is like, well, I don't remember much communication. And this is what we see for the rest of their, they're bickering back and forth. It doesn't matter what it was. There was bickering going back and forth. She's like, she doesn't remember much communication. And then Jacob is like, like he doesn't take himself seriously. And she didn't enjoy his version of playfulness. Again, Haley's like, um, I did not pick up on any playfulness. So Jacob tells Haley that he doesn't understand why she tells the world that he didn't try. We're going to find out that this is the thing that just triggers him so much. The fact that she keeps saying that he didn't try and that his head wasn't in it. They went through eight weeks of hell together and she could at least give him some credit. And to him, that's the worst part of all of this. Haley stands her ground that she doesn't feel like he tried to get to know her. And then Jake is like, you shut me down every step of the way. And he says that she kept saying that she didn't want heavy stuff and her energy wasn't welcoming. And I don't know. I agree with Jake on this. Like, they're going around in circles, but uh, we watched it, editing or no editing. She seemed like she was so uncomfortable every time he came around her. He's not the best at conversation, yes, but I don't know. It just seems like they are very determined to assign blame. This has to be someone's fault. And Jacob wants it to be Haley's fault. (laughs) I'm not really sure that Haley wants... Do you think Haley wants it to be Jacob's fault? Yes, because she just kept saying that he didn't try. And it's just like... This show cracks me up so much because I think I've said this before. None of the exes ever end up friends. (laughs) I think part of it is that, like, Uh everybody who breaks up with someone, you just want 
to have that conversation where you get to blame them for everything because they're a terrible person. And the fact that these people actually get to do this, that's why they can never be friends. <laughs> they just love to sit there and be like, it was your fault. It was your fault. Why? Like, Haley said it right at the top. We just weren't compatible. It can never end there, though. Never on this show can it just end there. Nope. Because they hate each other. And before anyone corrects us, we do know that Neil and Sam were friends. The only exception. The exception, not the norm. Exactly. So, Jake continues, and he says he she was giving looks, didn't want to be in the same room with him, and he doesn't know if she hates him as a person, but she definitely hated him as a as a husband. Listen, I want to give a shout out to at Blergen, Blergenheimer on Twitter. Good looking out, girl. And I know we're looking at Jake sideways with all his Reddit posts and his social media posts, but I'm sorry, Haley just gets a side eye from me. I, I, I don't like Haley. I know they told us to be kind and to be stuff. Like I wish her all the best, but I don't like Haley because I think to your question where you're saying like, do you think she's trying to assign blame? I think why Jake is so annoyed is that there he feels like there are parts that we didn't get to see, and it's frustrating to him that we're seeing his reaction, but we're not seeing what what made him react that way because. I know that we saw her being annoying, but I don't know that we saw her giving him whatever nasty looks and not wanting to be in the same room. I mean, we saw her always wanting to be with Paige or be with Rihanna or somewhere else, but, <laughs> but not to want to be in the same room. I think it was way worse than we actually knew. So he's just frustrated that he can't get that part across and she's playing victim, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you know, the thing is, you can only get this with a TV show. So Jake is not arguing about, I feel like, what actually happened in the relationship. He's arguing about the public perception. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. But I still think he's right in that with Haley, it was a no-go. Once she decided on day three, he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. So, you know, again, a little bit disappointed in, in Kevin because he brings up the worst the worst possible defense that you could ever, which is that Jamie and Doug, first of all, are his favorite couple of all time. Ah. What terrible taste. <laughs> Kevin, if, we still love Kevin. Don't get it twisted. But he dropped, yeah. I think, a little in our estimation this episode. And it was a big part of that was this foolishness about Jamie and Doug are his favorite couple. Mm-mm, of all time. Not even in season one. At least there was just three couples. So, okay. Oof. So he tells Jacob, as they flash back to um, Jamie, hysterically crying on the floor, telling, telling that she's telling the people that she's not attracted to Doug. He tells Jacob that Doug dug in and brought his A-game to make the marriage work. And why didn't Jake do the same? You know, first thoughts first. I just really, truly hate that Doug and Jamie, as opposed to children, for unattracted at first sight. I there hasn't there hasn't been another couple I guess that has been on that level but I really hate that they're the one and only and I'm sure Jamie's like I hope there's no other couple like that because for one the difference is that Jamie was receptive to Doug why does everybody forget that by the honeymoon she started liking him Haley was hostile the entire season through so it's not an even comparison like uh, what is this and also, Jamie has to be family friends with Haley or something. I, I, I just didn't understand this. This, I mean, Kevin, 
has to be family friends with Haley or something because I didn't understand his point of view or if he had insight that we were not, you know, privy to. What did you think about the whole Jamie Doug situation with Kevin and asking Jake why he didn't dig in? For the love of God, you guys have to understand that I have never watched season one of this show. <laughs> why? Why have I seen that clip of Jamie crying on the floor so many times? Does Jamie uh, get a check every time they play that? At this point, I mean, she sells everything else, so why not? I, I, I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Jake, I, I just feel it was unfair that Jake was, like, on the hot seat. But I, I feel like he handled himself well. He insists that, you know, he did dig in and he wanted a good experience. But Haley kept disrespecting him. And his entire experience with her was disrespectful. And I know that the first thought when someone says disrespectful is you're thinking someone's yelling at you, talking to you, but I don't think that's what he means. He just means like, she just seems like disgusted in his presence and she didn't even try to hide it. So he just felt disrespected. So Haley goes as far as asking Kevin if he thought she was disrespectful. I'm like, how the hell is he going to know if you were disrespectful? But she was sitting there all smug, and I was just so annoyed. <laughs> so, so annoyed. <laughs> so Jacob, <laughs> Jacob says that he was always the last person to find out what she was doing. All the things that if he had done and if the roles were reversed, she would find insulting. Haley stops him to say something he does that annoys the shit out of her, verba- quote, I quote, is that he always seems to assume that the things she'd feel or say, and he doesn't even know anything about her. And then Jake is like, no, I don't. But, I mean, this time, I actually agree with her. I think Jacob projects a lot of things on her. Like, Haley's a terrible person, but (laughs) (laughs) he does assume (laughs) a lot of things on her. So Kevin, who is very clearly at this point on Haley's side, he asked Jacob if he ever at any point tried to romance this woman. And Jake is like, I couldn't. She despised me. Again, circles. Circles was the scene that we were talking about. These people are just stalemates. I'm bored. So um, Kevin brings up Bracelet Gate. And they play the call to her mom. And Jake again says that he found it disrespectful to not have the bracelet around. (laughs) You would think it was like some monument or something. (laughs) And if she didn't like it, they could have had a conversation and got her something that she liked. And Kevin was like, okay, Haley, let's acknowledge that it was a nice gift and a nice gesture. Why did Haley say it was a nice gesture? Implying that it was not a nice gift. And these are the things, like, because, you know, uh, Jake had said earlier, like, if she didn't like it, so I guess she thought it was ugly. Maybe, I don't know if you know if they had a conversation about it. But, yeah, she just said it was a nice gesture. So Kevin asked Jake, um, so what did you do with the bracelet when she gave it back to you? And he's like, um, I returned it. Which I found interesting, actually. He's <laughs> like, I want my $800 back. I'm like, it what's the return policy? <laughs> it must have been in good condition. So they play a clip of them, you know, talking and, you know, him asking Haley, um, you know, just say you don't like me. What are you feeling? What do you do? And then Kevin asks Jacob why he always goes back to the she didn't like me and he actually, quote, says, these hurt little feelings. I don't, Kevin was rude to Jacob. I, I don't know. <laughs> I even told him that he sounds like a broken record. Like, why does he keep doing it? But he does it because it's the root of everything. 
<laughs> it's the root of everything. But watching that clip package, I just see a man badgering a woman about why she doesn't like him. <laughs> and I'm like, what is your goal here? Is your goal to get her to like you? Because badgering her and being like, do you like me? Are you attracted to me? Do you think I'm cute? Do you think I'm so good? No, no, no. Like, what, what is that supposed to accomplish? It's almost like this whole winning things, like who's going to win this breakup? Like, Jacob was trying to win the breakup in the middle of the relationship, <laughs> which I don't fault him for, but it's not a great look. It's not a great look. I think his approach was completely wrong, but I think he wanted her to come right out and say it, which she did at some point, but you can't say it and then in the next breath say, I'm willing to try. So I think it was that back and forth that he was just trying to understand where are you going from. And then if what he says is true, which is that they were not speaking unless the camera was on, that's the only time he can get his questions in. (laughs) (laughs) What is the question? Do you like me? Because if I liked you, I would be speaking to you when the cameras are off. What answer are you looking for? This is true. I think his mistake is he knew his answer. But I think, yeah, you're right. It was being petty. He just wanted to embarrass her on TV like... You say it, so it's not my fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Oh, God. I just sighed like you, Aid. This uh-uh. is how frustrating to me. <laughs> so, um, Haley is so smug and saying to Kevin, see what I have to deal with? And then, once again, he says he just doesn't like being told that he didn't try. And then from nowhere, Kevin is like, I don't mean to be crass. It's not my place to say but I have never slept with a woman that hated me, and that's a try. I was mm, at Kevin with the statement. What was your first thought when he said it? Good for you, Kevin. Poor Jake has. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what does the fact that you've never slept with a woman who hated you have to do with Jake, who, I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure he slept with a woman who hated him. (laughs) And that is not a try. I mean, I I guess, are we supposed to give Haley credit for having sex with Jake? Is that what that's supposed to mean? Which, you know what? I I guess I I don't really think of it that way. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't even know how anyone would think of that, which is why this was just, like, so left-field for me. Like, seriously, Kevin, what information are you privy to that we don't have? Because good old Jacob, he's not, he's not going to let anything go. He's like, is it though? And, you know, she wanted to get it over and done with. That doesn't sound like a try. But I feel like Kevin gave Haley an out and she picked up with it. And she's like, that was me trying. That was me trying to find a connection. And I'm like, I'm not even trying to be obtuse, but I don't understand where Kevin was coming from because I just feel like he's like, Kevin was telling Jacob, like, don't you understand that saying it was disrespectful and a slap in her face? So now he's going a step too far. I'm like, really? That's disrespectful to say that she's not trying for something that she referred to as, I had a couple of drinks. Why not? <laughs> Want to get it over and done with? He's the one that was being disrespected. Like, okay. Anyways, Jake said, like, he, after they had sex, he didn't even say sex. He just said, after that happened, the next day, she wouldn't talk to him, and he kept. she kept saying that something was missing, and he kept asking. So Kevin straight up asked Haley what was missing, and she said she tried to find an emotional connection, she tried to find a physical connection to exhaust all options, and she still wasn't feeling it, and that was what was missing. 
So um, Kevin asked, like, is there anything nice you'd like to say about Jake? And she's like, he's a nice guy. And then he asked Jacob, do you have anything nice to say about Haley? And she's like, she's very driven. And then they start bickering again about, you know, he tried to find out things that she liked. And then she said that she liked to dance. And he was like, hey, maybe you can teach me a dance. And then Haley is like, no, you never said that. He's like, that's a lie. We could do a polygraph. I pain, It pains me to say, but I am inclined to go with Haley. There is no way in hell, Jacob said, teach me a dance. No way in hell. Did you the part where Jacob said, I usually get along very well in my relationships? <laughs> and I was like, so that's why you're here on this couch with your wife who you're about to divorce? Because uh, all the yeah. no matter what happened to those last ones, they didn't work out. So what credit are you giving yourself? Also, he said they were all crazy and they all turned crazy. So how were you getting along with crazy people? And so, if you got along with someone who had emotional support pumpkins, I, yeah, yeah. The lying segment uh, was just, I don't even know how to describe that. No, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. No one's wasting no money on a polygraph for the two of you. Just go your separate ways and be done. And then what is the question going to be? <laughs> Did Jacob really ask you to teach me a dance? Oh, God. It, I'm me. telling you, it's about winning the war of public opinion. And <laughs> both. It, I think at some point Kevin was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> You're filing for divorce. It does not matter. <laughs> so Haley's just like wraps it up. Neither one of us got what we asked for. Wish him the best. Jake is like, same. They ask what they want in their, you know, future relationships. Jake is like, he just wants someone that doesn't take themselves too seriously. Haley claims that she's always with people who have big personalities. I mean, I guess. Good luck to her. I don't. I think Haley has a lot of work to do. I mean, I'm, I'll be happy to be proven wrong, but as something in me tells me that because they're not going to let this season go, I will not be surprised. And I hope I'm not speaking into existence. If they have some kind of dating thing with Haley and Paige, like single girls, something, something, something going on. And I'll be interested to see how she acts in that. But yeah. Bye. This is another pair that I'm just like, glad it's over, but it's not because we still got to finish the show. Um, <laughs> Who would you rather watch, though, Chris and Paige or Haley and Jacob? I actually enjoy Haley and Jacob because to this day, I still don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. I, I still have not decided who's the most sucky. I can definitely see there's blame on both sides, but I, I keep on getting hung up on, like, if you don't like someone and you're in this experiment, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> You're supposed to leave? But it doesn't matter what you do. You get savage. If you leave, people are like, how dare you? If you don't move into the apartment, how dare you? If you stay and you half-ass try, well, you didn't try hard enough. Like, I don't think either of them could win because no one ever does on Married at First Sight when you break up. It just turns into the blame game. I mean... There's a girl in my head right now who I don't remember her name, but like I said, she left in the honeymoon. I remember his name. He was Derek. I don't remember her name right now. She said she didn't mind someone who smoked. He said he was a social smoker. She saw him one time, two times with a cigarette. She's like, I'm not doing this. I'm out. And she was out. <laughs> so I think that's why they increased the number of couples because they're like, we can't have this going on. So... <laughs> But yeah, I think when it gets to be as painful as Haley and Jacob, 
you should go out. But again, the other thing we forget is our entertainment is their real life. So, I don't know. In in this case, I think Haley is going to be fine. I don't know if Jacob is going to be fine because if he took it so personally, remember that fight they had in Vegas where he was like, this has happened to me before. They lied to me and you have another boyfriend. And blah. Okay, you have a lot of stuff you need to unpack. So <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So this might have another effect to him. And, you know, the other side of him saying, I'm almost 40. This might be my last chance. And blah, blah. Haley's just like, freedom. And he's all, I don't know what's going on. But I do think, I mean, Haley claims that she's learned something. I hope she has. And I hope she doesn't carry this. And this was just a reaction because she didn't get along with Jacob. And it's not how she is as a person. So One good luck to them. I'm glad they're off my screen. I'd rather watch Chris and Paige, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, next we have the guys have a group scene. This was not clear to me, but Chris was not there. I don't know when he decided I'm done. (laughs) But he just, you know, he wasn't there for the rest of the show, and we didn't miss him. Mm -hmm. Eric said, I would have thought that he wanted to be here to explain himself. Um, Jake called him the most hated man in Georgia. These are the types of phrases where I'm like, yeah, we watch it, but I don't know about all that. (laughs) (laughs) Vincent is still his friend talking about both sides and he should have shown up here to explain himself. Kevin asks if the guys talk often. They say they have a strong group text, but the ladies like hanging out more. They talk about they'll be Lifestorm friends. And Jake said the group chat really helped. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say Lifestorm friends? Did I say life storm? Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric said they'll be lifelong friends. Um, Jake talks about how the group chat definitely helped because they could talk about problems, and he said that his like problems didn't seem that bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, here's a question. Do you think Chris is in the group chat? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> You think he'll be in the same group chat as Jake? He hates Jake. (laughs) I think he hates Eric more than Jake, though. Well, he's talking about Jake on his his Instagram story. That's because it's stuff that Jake says on Unfiltered, right? Yeah. But I think as the show was filming, (laughs) the person he hated most was Eric. (laughs) (sighs) Vincent was asked to describe everybody in one word. He called Ryan the hype man with energy. And I'm sure all of us watching are like, he is? Girl, that just <laughs> lets me know that we did not see a lot on that show. Ryan just came to find his wife and be out. And I'm not giving you anything. <laughs> he said that Ryan mellows everyone out. And I could totally see that. I think Ryan is the daddy of the group. Wait, um, I thought he said that for Eric. He said Ryan was the hype man. Eric was the one who mellowed. Because I was just so surprised by all the descriptions. Then Jake, Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Okay, Eric is the one who mellows everybody out. Yeah. Um, Vincent said that Jake is the funny guy, and all of the guys got his humor, and all the girls got his humor except Haley. <laughs> <laughs> they show that clip of Jake and Haley in the apartment fight when they first got back from Vegas. Jake looks cray cray in that in that clip. <laughs> Um, Eric and Ryan back up the story about the girls' night and the text messages and the boys were there. But the story changed on Jake's part. 
Because when he originally told the story, he said they all bolted when they saw me. But when he told the story this time, only Haley bolted when they saw him. And I'm just like, I never want to hear about this girls' night happy hour thing, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think it changed. He's always said it was Haley that bolted. Really? Maybe. When he originally said it, he said they all bolted. Because I remember I was being like, oh, how could the guys do that to him? Um... (laughs) Oh, okay. I thought he said Haley Bolton. Okay, okay, okay. Jacob says that they weren't talking at all off camera, he and Haley. And he said he was sitting there dead inside. <laughs> What's going on with her? Um, he apologized about like how the fight went and stuff. He didn't like escalating that. He was really feeling the weight of everything. It was very awkward. Very awkward. Mm-hmm. And then they show... Like, they kept on showing these bonus scenes. And it's like, all of these bonus scenes were the ones where you're like, you know that was cut for a reason. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. a reason why it was cut out before, because it's not that interesting now. So we see Haley telling Jake that she's not the clingy type. And Jake saying, you definitely hold your cards close to the chest. So then I wonder if she actually likes me. She says, I just feel like you're getting really pushy, like, so early, and it's a turnoff. And Jake is like, well... And she says, like, can you give it a few days before being like, do you like me? And I'm like, this is the same thing, like, the badgering. Okay. I get it. It's badgering. They also have eight weeks. So if we're not doing this, let me just know this. But the other thing that I just thought of when, you know, we saw that clip, I know we keep saying that it's because she just didn't like Jacob. But remember when, in the beginning, when they had brunch with their families, these people didn't know, you know, how off the wall Jake was or how they were going to mesh, but they already gave the advice that you have to be patient with Haley, that she just likes to be on her own. She needs Haley time. Her friend had made that comment that you tend to just, you know, pick, pick, pick at things and all that kind of stuff. So my biggest question that I would love to have answered is, is it really Jake? Or is it really just Haley? It's a relationship. So it can't just be, is it Jake or is it Haley? It's it's both of them in some measure. No, I mean, like, is it, is it Jake that makes Haley be closed off or stuff like that? Or is it stuff like, regardless of who the man is, this would have just been... She's not cut out for maps, is what I mean. Because she requires more time, she requires more this, and all the things that you need to be in this experiment because it, you, like how you're saying the badgering it, it is badgering but it's also eight weeks it's not like a whole lifetime to figure out everything so it's like are you in or are you out or is it you needing that much needing time alone or is it you just not flat out not liking me it's not clear because the family kept saying be patient be patient be patient she needs time so do you need time or have you made up your mind and i'm just wasting my time I'm just glad it's over. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Because I'm hearing myself and I'm like, I'm going in circles like this fool. So what? (laughs) Ryan says that he thinks Jake is a great guy and he considers him a friend. And he says the same of Haley. And like, I'm just so tired. Jake is like, the off-camera situation, she didn't want anything to do with me. Um, Well, just don't try and say it was my fault because I didn't try to get to know her. He can't tolerate that crap. Now he's a broken record. I I know. (laughs) And Kevin continues with his 
stupidity. I'm sorry, that's what I have to call it. I think you could have won her over. I actually don't think you could have won her over. I, I'm not going to go that far. Not a chance in hell. Thankfully, we are done with Ke- with those two for, I guess, the time being. Then we get Eric. I'm sorry, we get Clara and moving in and we hear about the draft and Ryan explains the draft and, and honestly, it's very boring. Um, <laughs> I mean, we already heard about it when they went on the couple's retreat, so I don't know why they had to include that again. To fill up these two hours. Mm-hmm. Then we hear about Eric's living situation once again. It's repetitive from their earlier segment last week. Yep. Same with Vincent and Brianna. She moved in, apartment. He told her to do what she wants because she gave up her apartment. And then we get to the Eric and Virginia schedule, which we have seen so many times. The drinking schedule. Kevin asks Vincent if he thinks that it's ridiculous for the schedule. And Vincent talks about how you have to have a certain lifestyle before you're married, and this is non-traditional, and you have to compromise, and you have to grow together. Jake says no one is prepared and that Virginia and Eric handled it pretty well. I wish I had those problems. (laughs) I remember Paige saying the same thing a few weeks back. (laughs) Ryan talks about Clara and her parents and some advice they gave them about everything needs to be a decision for us. Then they play the clip of Chris, you know, arguing and calling Virginia and Eric drunkards. Eric was like, we were in Vegas. (laughs) And then there's this whole, like, defending your wife segment, which is basically, yes, if someone says bad things to your wife, you defend her. I don't know what else there was. Vincent gets a really nice romantic package of him just being the sweetest man in the world. We see him running, running with a s'more from the backyard of the retreat house into the basement where all the girls was to give Brianna her freshly made s'more. And they make fun of his wave that he did when he, when he left. And Ryan said he was taking notes, I guess, about how to romance. Ryan says that Vincent wrote the book on game and that all the other guys did their own s'mores shortly after that. I know, because I was like, did this guy just really give only Brianna a s'more and then that's it? Wow. Brianna's the one he's trying to stay married to. He's like, I'm not trying to marry Clara. I don't have to run with a s'more for her. <laughs> The guy segment was pretty boring, huh? Yeah, but that was one thing that I was um, that stood out for me when they played the whole Chris um, situation. Ryan is such a Switzerland. He was like, you know, when you see those things perpetuated on the screen, it makes me sad for Chris, it makes me sad for Paige, and it makes me sad for a whole lot of people. And Kevin is like, I completely understand what you are saying. Which they're just saying is that you're making us look bad, yo. Us being <laughs> black people. But Mavs does not want any controversy. You couldn't even explore that. They couldn't even say that. They just kind of, you know, slid that in without, and they said all that without saying any words. And I just thought that was very interesting. So, yeah. Because when, yeah. <laughs> Ryan doesn't sure know how to say that properly, though. You but, did. you know. We're not going to go into a whole segment on respectability politics and why people like Ryan and Kevin really shouldn't feel that way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not even knocking him for it. I was impressed. I was like, I caught what you said. Like, I mean, if you're black, I mean, you kind of got what they were saying. But it was just like, that was very impressive. And Kevin picked up what he was dropping. He's like, <laughs> I completely understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> um, all right. And then we have something that we haven't had for a long time, which is the experts. At the reunion, 
And I have to say that this is a welcome um, addition for me. How did you feel about it? I didn't mind it. I thought their discussion was actually kind of interesting. I can't believe I'm going to say that. Yeah. Dr. Viviana's dress was great. Those earrings were ugly. Now everybody online is like, those earrings are so cute. I need those earrings. I'm like, why? They're ugly. Why were they cute? That big bird looking thing? Yeah. And then Dr. Pepper looked more animated and happy than she had all season. (laughs) She's always happy when she has to sit in a panel. When she has to do actual expert work, she's not about that life. Because I secretly think she hates half of them. (laughs) So anyways, we've talked a lot on this show about how these experts like to pat themselves on the back. And, you know, Kevin introduced them as the individuals responsible for so many successful marriages. Pascal says that they are happy with their matches, but that this season has been the most stressful. Same, Pascal, same. So Kevin asks them, you know, who's their biggest triumph? And Dr. Pepper says Ryan and Clara. And then she adds Brie and Vince that they were the biggest triumph. I At that moment, I was feeling bad for Eric and Virginia. Because if you remember, like, I feel like I've seen a whole bunch of polls and people talking. But I haven't seen anyone really say Eric and Virginia are their favorite couples. They don't Speaking have it in them age. to be anyone's favorite couple. <laughs> no, but speaking of which age, we didn't talk about this with previous couples, but... The rumors on the interwebs is like, are they or aren't they? We don't know if Eric and Virginia are still together because they did post pictures. You know, they were at a baseball game together with Ryan and Clara, like last week, I want to say. But then there's just rumors around saying like, you know, they might not be together. Have you seen this? I think, okay, I've seen this stuff. I feel like it's hard to not to believe, but the rumors are confirmation bias. I don't think... The problem, I feel bad for them because the audience is like not rooting for them, <laughs> which is yeah. like the audience thinks that they are a bad match. Um, so they're not getting all the like the love that all the other couples are getting. And yeah. if they are together, people love spreading rumors about them not being together because it's confirmation <laughs> bias. Um, I, I, you know, I wish them well, but I'm not going to lie. When I hear these rumors, I'm like, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she says that, you know, for Eric and Virginia, she thinks that they've been the most helpful to them because they had more things that they had to get over. So Kevin asked them their biggest regret. And Dr. Viviana said, Chris, as a person, not being who they thought that he was. I call BS. Listen, guys, we have... So I call BS on this. Listen, guys, we have a bonus episode coming up. We, You know how we do. We watch the matchmaking special after the season is over. We watched it. We've seen it. My personal goal was to see how Chris made it through. And shame on them for Chris making it through. But we call BS on that. There's no way they couldn't tell. Because, you know, if the first thing you say is Ferragamo, okay. Then you have something there. But anyways, so Kevin asked them their surprises what surprises have they experienced by each couple? So they start with Brie and Vince, and they start going around and around, not really answering the question. Dr. Viviana is saying that they were solid on paper, and Dr. Pepper is like they gave him a strong but emotionally present person and gave her a guy that she hoped for. And then Pascal says that Brie shows Vince the sensitivity that he needs. And just as I was wondering, like, okay, did they answer the question and I missed it? Dr. Pepper brought it back around and answers that they knew that Vince was a proud man, but they didn't know how easily he was going to be, like, offended, as we saw. 
during the season. So for Haley and Jacob, Pastor Kyle said they wanted Jacob to come out of his shell and have fun, and they wanted his stability to ground her. And they were hoping that opposites would attract. I have my thoughts on opposites would attract, but would you consider Jake a stable guy? Outwardly, he's got the house, he's got the dogs, he's got the... the the maturity, I think, is what kind of similar with Eric, like the career is established and all that good stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's what they mean by that. Yeah. Okay. So, in an interesting part of Haley and Jacob's segment, Dr. Viviana does mention that she feels like Jacob tried quite a bit and was actually surprised that he wasn't more upset and hurt by the rejection by Haley. Y'all, why was Kevin quiet? <laughs> I was pissed off. You just said that he didn't try, he didn't whatever. He said nothing. You all know that Dr. Pepper does not like Haley. So Dr. Pepper already <laughs> adds that it's very hard to be rejected over and over again and that it hurts. And then Pastor Kyle was like, he thinks that Jacob had to change to be successful. Then they show unseen footage where they had like a fishbowl exercise. They ask them to tell each other their favorite physical feature, and Jacob says, kneecaps. (laughs) And everyone's looking at each other like, kneecaps? So then they hold each other's hands. Um, They tell them the next exercise is for them to hold each other's hands, and Haley is all, I don't like it, I don't like to hold hands, and then she's like, okay, fine. And then Jacob's like, I mean, you don't have to act like it's the end of the world. And you can hear Dr. Pepper just saying, she's cold. And then they say, act out your first kiss. And Haley's like, nope, like, it's fine. Let's just hold our hands. They come back to the segment. And Dr. Pepper, once again, she's like, she's cold. She's just really cold. She's not just into him. She doesn't, and and it's not just to him. She doesn't like to kiss. She doesn't like to cuddle. And Dr. Viviana points out that that's not what she said during the matchmaking process, that she said that she's very affectionate. And Pastor Kyle was like, she just wasn't attracted to him. Dr. Pepper is like, Haley needs to look deep. And if anyone... (laughs) She needs to look deep and find out if anyone would actually make it to be her husband. And The experts are not happy with Haley. No. It's interesting that when the assigning of blame, I would say the experts blame Haley. I'm with them. Mm. So Dr. Viviana was like, Jacob may have been misguided, but he did try. And she, and then, you know, she threw Haley a bone and was like, Haley, she tried in her own way. So Pastor Kyle now said, if he had come with more swag, then maybe they'll have a chance. That's really uh-huh. annoying. So you want him to be a completely different person than who he is? I just, I can't see what more swag would have gotten him from it. Like, the girl was like, nah. So, yeah. They move on to Virginia and Eric, and Kevin is like, he. it didn't seem like it would work. And Pastor Kyle said that Virginia needed someone stable, and they showed the political differences. And we see Eric say again that, you know, Virginia is more into, like, social issues and there are things that he doesn't deal with because they're hard to talk about. And I got mad all over again because the privilege, the privilege to even sit there and say that this is too hard to talk about. Oh my God. 
Other so, people live with them every day, but I mean, I just, it's just too hard for me to so even talk about as a person who never has to deal with this stuff. Okay. And now these people are forcing it on me. Yep. And I'm just thinking like, okay, so Virginia, are you really an ally? And then I started thinking, so how is he friends with Ryan and Clara, people that these are really important to? And let me tell you, um, I'm such a Ryan and Clara stan. I, I was trying to find out what airline she works with in case I just bump into her. And it is Delta. And I saw her with her pin. And her pin, she has Black Lives Matter right on there. So I'm like, how do you look at Eric every day and have a conversation? Because, you know, I always think I'm not a petty person. But the more we talk, I'm beginning to think I'm a petty person. Because I <laughs> I still don't see anything wrong with what Jacob is doing. He has a right to <laughs> badger and place blame and defend himself. And I just don't know how I would look at Eric and have a conversation. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want them in my house. I try to think of like um, what I like to call my pre-November of 2016 self (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think especially when you have a life experience like Married at First Sight you can be friends with people as long as you stick to the correct topics like no one else is going to go through this life experience so they've already talked about how that's like a common ground that they have does that mean that if they had met in any other context, they would be on a group chat with each other? Who knows? But I also think Ryan, as much as he is, you know, down for the cause or whatever, he's also a person who's real comfortable engaging with people who have different opinions than him. Like, I think he's one of those people who's still like, we got to educate people. We got to talk to people. Like, I have people like that in my life. And I'm like, but I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> like... Hey. I am picking up what you're dropping. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they're bad. I'll say this, that you better than me. <laughs> That's what I say to the Ryans of the world who can engage with the Eric's of the world. Cause I can't, I did my time. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, and he's navigated that space because from what we gather, he's only dated white girls. So he's had to deal with, you know, all of that and navigate those spaces. So good for them. Couldn't be me. So, (laughs) I absolutely, absolutely hated Dr. Viviana's answer, especially as she's a Latina woman. She just said that they put them together because they knew that they would work through it because they're very good communicators. In what world? In what world does anyone think (laughs) Eric and Virginia are good communicators? What the fuck? This is the times where you're like, you guys are lying. You're yes. just like, oh, it's not that I think they intentionally think these things will happen, but as easily as Eric and Virginia were like, oh, we'll just sweep it under the rug. Those two could have been having knockdown drag out fights <laughs> like they did. Yeah. And they really? might have never worked out because of this issue. They like, I, I'll, I'll give this to you. Sometimes these experts, they just get lucky and then they want to take credit for it. Mm-hmm. That is one hell of a risky move to think that they'll just work through it. Like, again, especially in this climate. Like you said, for some people, there's a pre-November 2016 person and then there's a post. So that was a huge risk. I'm glad that it's pay- it paid off for now. But um, Pascal thinks that, you know, they talked about her having kids and all that stuff. And Pascal, with his sometimes sometimey thought process, thinks that 
her being around his family is going to change her mindset when she sees the stability and all of that jazz. But uh, I don't know. Uh, that was my response to that. Uh, as you pointed out earlier in the season, Pastor Cal does not see not having children as a legit- legitimate way to see the world. Mm-hmm. It's not a legitimate lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like this thing. But again, Eric and Virginia. So... Ryan and Clara, they didn't really say much. All they had was Dr. Viviano was like, you know, they were concerned about their communication. So then they're concerned about people who talked about moving in together, talked about their faith, <laughs> talked about different things. But Eric and Virginia, they were sure were good. <laughs> I told y'all before, Dr. Viviano is number three for me. This is the, the, this, She just proved why this episode. Dr. Pepper was like, Ryan is a very intentional guy and she already knew that he loved her, but he just wanted to make sure. And Pastor Kyle said, the only thing he can say is like, he just hopes that they amplify their assets. So yeah, just all good things for them to say. And so naturally we end with Paige and Chris. Kevin says, let's move on to the full cup of crazy. And Dr. Viviana is so tickled by that. Like he actually said that. So they play the clip again one more time of him calling her unattractive and Pascal said he had to stay professional and separate from the emotional BS. Kevin asked how many times they wanted to pull Paige out and Dr. Viviana is like several times that they kept wondering what she needed from them and it was very concerning when she said she wanted to stay but she had to figure it out. I don't know where is the line between again they call it an experiment i get it but where is the line between saving someone from themselves and allowing the experiment to play out i don't believe in allowing the experiment to play out but i will give them this like people who have had a friend who you like know they should get out of the relationship they're in yeah but you know you cannot say get out of it the experts barely qualified to that level of intimacy with these people. So let's just say that Dr. Viviana went to Paige and was like, this is done. You're breaking up with him. We're not filming you guys anymore. This is done. Do you think Paige would have stopped texting Chris? Talking to Chris, calling Chris, whatever the hell those two were doing? Yeah. Probably not, but it might have helped because since she was focused on not looking stupid, it would be like a wake-up call, like, oh my God, does she think I look stupid? That's why they're intervening. And it might have been some kind of thing. I think my only criticism of the experts, and maybe it's editing, is I just think they should be more involved. I would never forget the day that he Chris told her that Mercedes was pregnant. We did not see not one call. We did not see anything for a couple of days. Instead, they saw each other, and he's all kicking like, man, a lot has happened since we last saw each other. <laughs> there had to have been some intervention and they just had to have been more. That's my only criticism. They should have been on call, as far as I'm concerned. It was at that level. So Agreed. Um, so Dr. Pepper is like, how much... That what she asked herself is like, how much did they understand that Paige was going through internally? That her faith was something that carried her through, that she definitely wanted her out 100%. But Paige also had to want to be out, which I get. Again, like you said, you have friends, you can give them advice, and they're still going to, the heart wants what it wants. So Pastor Kyle was like, oh, we had some concerns, but 
Again, they did not go into detail. I don't know what these concerns were. So Dr. Viviana does have a good point that if Chris was the kind of person that was so concerned about looks and having someone look a certain way, why be on maths? So that's true because you don't know what you're going to take. So why go that gamble? So she adds again that he did not share this and claimed that he was open to all body types, all skin types, all everything type. We didn't see this on a matchmaking special, so I don't know how true that is. So Dr. Pepper goes on to say that he found him to be a man without empathy. And if they had seen this at the matchmaking, it would never have happened. And Kevin, oh my God. No, Kevin was not good this episode. Kevin decides to refer to Paige as a broken woman. I'm not saying that I, are you laughing? <laughs> it's just the fact that someone would say that in the gear of our Lord 2021, like really Ooh. broken woman. I mean, Joe Gorger just said this on Real Housewives of New Jersey and we're all cringing, but that's Joe Gorger. He ain't got no sense. But Kevin is like, you know, how does it feel like Paige being broken? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I do not disagree. But how do you open your mouth and say it out loud? And Dr. Pepper was quick to say, I don't think... Wait, do you think Paige is a broken woman? Um, I think... Well, not in the term that she's a broken woman. I do think that this experience, like Nancy said, the trauma that it has caused, that's what I mean by broken. Not like irreparable, she's broken, there's something wrong with her. No. Like, basically, like, you know the thing that heartbreak does to you? Where it breaks a part of you, it chips at something at you and changes your how you're going to view life for the rest of your life, I do think that this has happened. Yes, yes. I think it's that term broken that's, like, really, like... Yes. Yeah, it makes it sound like, I mean, not, you know, literally speaking, yes, if something is broken, it can be fixed. Yes. Um, if something is damaged, it can be made a whole again. But I think there's just something about that word choice that you're just, like... Ah. Yes. Even after everything, I don't think I could ever think of Paige as broken woman. I don't know. Something about I- it. I understand. I agree with the sentiment of what he was trying to say. Broken was the completely wrong word to use. So maybe you sticking with what Nancy said, like the trauma that she has experienced. And then Dr. Pepper is all like, I just want to point out that like, I don't think she's broken. I don't think she's done that. Pascal is like, I want to emphasize that she doesn't want to be seen as a victim, that she has handled this. And then we get the class, the grace, the dignity and the strength. And I was annoyed by it. Not that she hasn't done it, but I feel like these experts trying to ease their own guilt because of they're the ones who put her in this situation are under underestimating what Paige has gone through. I don't for one second want anybody to underplay what this woman went through. Like, again, it's a TV show. She has gone through this. But what we saw was someone playing with someone's mind and heart. Because go back again, because we just watched that matchmaking special. Go back again and see how much hope, how much smile, how much everything Paige had and then watch this reunion she couldn't get a word out without tearing up that's not someone that's okay so I didn't like that I get it they're trying to hype her up and say she's not a victim she's not no she's not but she's a woman that went through a lot on national tv and it's gonna take a while to heal and that was that for that I didn't want to and I'm actually angry So we roll into kind of like a lighter thing. We have everybody together, Kevin, except for Chris. So Kevin asked Paige, 
oh, what it's like to be here without her significant other. And she said, we're not significant. This is the road to recovery that we need from Paige. <laughs> I need more of that verbiage coming from you. <sighs> Kevin asked Vincent about what he's been getting shit about online because he knows everybody's been getting shit. And Vincent said he keeps on getting stuff about the stripper scene, which, Tane, I swear you mentioned that like two weeks ago. Yes! I was like, me! <laughs> Jacob said he's been described as Tim Tebow on meth. I must say, you know, we're on Twitter. I'm on Reddit too much. I feel like that's a strange one that he picked out. Because that's not what mostly people were saying about him. That was just like probably one person one time. And I feel like he's really upping himself with the whole I look like Tim Tebow. No, he just <laughs> said that was his favorite. Tim Tebow okay. on meth. Okay. I'm like, where did oh you even God, find I'm just like such a Jake defender. I'm disgusting really... myself. <laughs> is, it, is it love for Jake or is it hate for Haley? Look within yourself. Okay, I'm fine. The answer. <laughs> there is hate. Definitely. <laughs> Rihanna says it's weird watching yourself. Every single thing you say, why did I say that? Why can't I have my facial expressions? That was funny. Um, and it's funny because I'm like, Brianna, you didn't need to change anything. Like, <laughs> we quite enjoyed you. Um, uh, some would agree with the baby talk. I guess. I guess a lot would agree with the baby talk. But when she talks about facial expressions, I'm like, you were just representing for all of us at home. <laughs> so specifically what she was told about the Paige and Chris situation, that was a facial expression. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Paige talked about how it's traumatizing to relive it all on TV and that every Wednesday on the sh after she watches the show, therapy on Thursday is recapping the show. Someone said Paige needs to get better therapists. But the thing about therapy is, like, you have to do work. Like, you can't just show up to therapy and they fix you there. Like, you have to take their advice. You have to do their extra... Like, you have to put in some work. So I don't yeah, know if she therapist. needs a new therapist. She got two. She got two. <laughs> Or if she needs to start listening to them and doing what they say. Maybe Clara, both. <laughs> Clara said she decided to stop watching for her mental health. Snaps to Clara. More people should have that. I feel like a lot of people can't. Like, they cannot look away because yeah. if they're on a TV show. But Clara was like, ah, I'm just going to skip it. Um, we get a packet. They talk about, like, you know, you're th you find out that you repeat certain things. And we get a whole package of Ryan saying things are his jam. They even do it. <laughs> interview where Clara is like I hope I become his jam I might be becoming Ryan's jam is what she says and then they flash back to, to them on the couch and he says you are my jam it was funny it was very and he funny kisses her on the head. they're so cute I was very surprised I don't know how we didn't pick up on that because I thought it would be a package about sure 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 <laughs> but they chose you are my jam but that was cute Kevin decides to bring up you all had deal breakers and Eric is not okay with Virginia seeing him pee. He does, and Eric just laughs. He's like, I don't know how the other guys feel, but like, that is not my thing. And then Kevin said, kids come along and everybody will see you pee. I'm like, this is, this is how we know they had two hours to fill. Like, what? It was such a weird filler. I just think that was a weird thing for you. Of all of the things, you don't want your wife to see you pee. I mean, she's seen everything else. But that's besides the point. I'm also the weirdo who, at some point in my life, I like to see my boyfriend pee. Don't ask me why. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So then we get to see a replay of the Vegas ATV scene. They describe it as misdirected energy. He, Paige says that he felt that they were supporting me and not him. 
And Paige says that Chris wasn't owed that. And then I think Paige tried to apologize. And Eric was like, you don't owe anyone an apology for anything. And even with people disagree, you disagree with, you can agree with. Because I, I, need, I need that to just be a constant refrain for Paige. You, yeah. you don't have to apologize for Chris. And then they talked about the dinner scene. And Vincent says it was a miscommunication because Eric and Virginia stood up to leave. And Chris took it as you you were trying to step to him as if you were like trying to fight him. Virginia says that he needed to apologize to her and Clara, not to Ryan and Eric, which is okay, fair enough. Then they flash to Eric and Virginia meeting with Pastor Cal after the honeymoon and we revisit sleeping on the couch. And she says that she never intended to say that she would be sleeping on her friend's couches. It was just an expression of how close they are. Something's wrong with that girl. That's a lie. That's a goddamn lie. Because this is the second time she's saying something that don't make no damn sense. Then why did you bring it up? Why did you bring it up? I just felt she looked uncomfortable the entire scene, actually. Yeah, you're right. This is the second time she's tried to correct something, make it like, don't get me wrong. We will always call out when we can see that they are editing and splicing. But those are sentences that came out wholesale with the camera on your face. Like, (laughs) you said it. Uh, Ryan talked about the disconnect and the heads up communication versus permission. Clara says that it's safer. You know, someone knows where you are. Eric says that he projects things, but it was nothing but good intentions. But the way that he says things is not right. So that's the second time we've seen Eric um, kind of acknowledge that the way his words come out is not how he intends to say them. He talked about how it's not permission, it's respect. And he talked about, you know, it's very stressful. You're trying to get to know someone. The cameras are coming in. Kevin says to Jake that we couldn't do a reunion without memorializing your love towards the 80s. Oh, but we could, Kevin. We really could have <laughs> done a reunion without memorializing Jake's love for the 80s. So we just see a lot of Jake talking about the 80s. And then Haley says it's a lot. She was born in 91. She doesn't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, but that was the end. Of, you know, the kind of couples all together, they didn't really talk about anything important or significant. Which is just so weird, considering that is what a reunion should be, all the couples together, and they usually ask them questions about it. I think, um, you know, not to beat a dead horse, was just that part, another example of where Paige was tearing up again, just talking about the scene um, with the ATV. So that's the part where I'm just like, there's a lot to unpack for her and that thing so where kevin calls her quote-unquote broken like i think that's what he was referring to so and in this segment i think it was when clara told us that we should if we don't have anything nice to say then we shouldn't say anything and i felt a little bit like is she talking to me but i'm also like you don't you don't have to find everything that's said about you like you you have to work to come listen to us so i'm sorry i don't feel bad about anything i said (laughs) i stand by what i said yeah, where everyone, where Kevin was like, oh, everybody has an opinion on the couples and on the show. I'm like, yeah, that's us. We're going to check us, boo. <laughs> I don't go find your social media and write mean things there. <laughs> I have a life. Um, and I yeah. do agree, you know, all the people who do that stuff should stop. But, I, you know, at this point, you, I can't imagine someone going on reality TV in 2021 and not realizing what the reaction would be. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Although I am a hypocrite because I still think that I'm going to talk shit about Jamie, but you know. 
but not on Jamie's page, just here. Oh no! Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. we're just gonna do that here. It's a safe space. <laughs> so, the last thing that they had, which would have made more sense if Couples Cam was premiering like right after, but it wasn't. They had this segment where they had previous couples um, ask them questions through video and bad Wi-Fi. And you could literally pinpoint when they asked the questions. Deanna was still pregnant. Woody and Amani was in the same um, outfit that they had when they filmed the kickoff, um, the countdown to decision day special. So it was quite interesting. So Karen and Miles asked Paige how she's been taking care of herself. And the answer was through therapy, family, friends, and writing and self-reflection. Greg and Deanna ask, um, <laughs> they ask um, Virginia, if you had to choose between Eric and Rocky, who would you choose? This was very uncomfortable to watch because Virginia is waffling. It wasn't a clear cut like, oh, definitely Eric. I know Rocky is a dog, but it's hard. Eric can take care of himself. But Rocky can't. You just know Eric was mad. He was just smiling, but you just know that he was mad. Because she eventually said, I would pick my dog over you. <laughs> yeah, she did. Which is, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not a dog lover. But is, is it me or is that the wrong answer? Um, I'm not speaking. And again, you know, people love their dogs. So I don't know. But I don't understand why you would pick your dog over your husband. Just go ahead and lie. Even if you would pick your dog over your husband. If you would like to stay married, just lie and say, yeah, I would pick you. I'll get the dog to a shelter. But, you know, that's the other thing about Virginia. She never knows, like, just let it go. She just actually <laughs> says, like, you know this guy's going to say, I didn't like it. I want to be your number one. And you chose your dog over me. I'm your husband. So good luck to them. Even Kevin was like, wow, you're conflicted. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um. Shanice and Jeffy asked Clara girl, are you in the Mile High Club? And then she's like, airplane bathrooms are disgusting. If I didn't care about my hygiene, maybe, but no. Amani and Woody asked Haley, what did you learn from yourself from this process? That was the lamest question ever. But um, she says the same thing she's been saying over and over. Blah, 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 blah. Being more in touch with how I feel and talking about it. And they ask Eric, do you feel like this process is best for someone who's been married before? He's like, oh, maybe. But like, you know, for this one, he looked at it like he was starting over and he just used the tools that he learned from the first marriage and tried not to compare. Keith and Christine asked Brianna, does Vincent talk to you dirty in Spanish, English or both? And then there was a long giggle, giggle, giggle. And then she goes, both. And then which one's your favorite? Uh, no, Vincent asked her, which one's your favorite? And she goes, Spanish. And then Beth and Jamie, I kind of feel like this fell flat. But they asked Jacob, have you had basic Caucasian sex in the sauna? The fact that Kevin even had to explain, like, oh, Beth has been famous for accusing her husband of having it. It was already, the moment was passed. But the answer was no. He was like, no, I haven't. So, yeah. My favorite so, question was Christine and Keith's question. <laughs> yeah, because those are the kind of questions they should have asked all of them. Like, what is all this? Have you felt? How do you feel? What did you learn? These were all questions we've seen through this treacherous season. So, geez. I did love so, Miles's question because it was very true to who Miles is as a person. Yes. Yes. And what else would you have asked Paige anyways? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, how you doing? How you doing, girl? 
So the final words, um, Kevin asked them, like, you know, if they all have final words, what is the last thing that they will say? Again, Paige starts tearing up, and she tells us that this was a painful, emotional experience, but she doesn't want to be a victim, but she just wants to acknowledge the toxicity of it all. And, you know, again, I've said it before, I just fear that she's good at words, but I hope she actually puts in the work, and I really hope she gets over it, and I really, really hope that she finds a good man and moves on and not somebody who will take advantage of her faith and her devotion to commitment. So that's all I have to say about that. Clara tells us that those at home, be kind to people you don't know. Bree says she co-signs. And the last word we get in the, in the finale is Virginia saying a lot of things and ending with being appreciative of meeting um, these people and hope that people actually learn, people out there actually learn from them. And that is how we ended this never ending season 12 Atlanta of Maps. So, we made it, y'all. We made it, y'all. <laughs> this is the last one, Tane. Who has your final bouquet of the season? My bouquet goes to Nancy for looking really good, for speaking the truth, and still having her friends back. Who has yours? Mine was Nancy, too. <laughs> Even though last week I was like, I don't know why they brought these extra guests. (laughs) But I actually think Nancy added some substance to these proceedings. Yes. Um, She showed up to fight for Paige. And I don't think Paige has done a good job fighting for Paige all season. So I was glad someone else came in to be the cavalry. Yep. Um, And I'm really glad Nancy was like, I'm not talking to Chris. No, thank you. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, So Tane, who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes, it pains me to say, goes to Kevin. Did not appreciate all all that Haley fighting, uh, support. What was that about? Like, you know, telling Chris that he needs to hug Pastor Dwight. Nope, he don't like him. Telling Kevin you need to try. Why didn't you do this? I I, I didn't like any of that. And I expect better of him, and hopefully he doesn't do that again. Who has yours? My burnt ashes go to Jake and Haley. Yeah. It is so difficult to figure out who deserves the bigger pile of ashes. But really? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they can split them 50-50. But, you know, Jake is a bitter Betty, and Haley is smug and a little bit immature in some ways when it comes to this situation. And But I, as much as Haley's like, I learned this and I learned that, I really don't think any of them got anything out of this experience. So, yep. yeah. Uh, they, yeah. you know, they wasted our time on their own, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think she thinks she did anything wrong. I have a question for you, Abe. Sorry for bringing this afterwards. Do you think Nancy would still have come out if Chris hadn't stormed off? Or, oh, actually, Chris was done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we he said goodbye to him peacefully, and yeah. Oh, okay. I did think it was sweet that that's something I do think was genuine when he hugged when he hugged Paige and said sorry. I actually think that was genuine. Very rare, but I think that was genuine. But, I do yeah. not. Ah, okay. Fair enough. I think if, if Chris was sorry, then he would be able to come to us and say, after he said hug there and said, I'm sorry, he never contacted her again. And I don't believe, I bet you Chris sends Paige messages today. We find out in that preview for that episode 57 that uh, she, she got a new number. But that tells me that Chris was probably still texting her. Uh, I bet you he's texting things like, what are you doing? <laughs> W-Y-D. He's not even going to spell it out. (laughs) So, you guys, that's it for this season. 
I um like Tane. Thanks for being like the best podcast partner in the world. Can't believe we made it through yet another season of this show. Yeah. I am super looking forward to Houston, you guys. I just what well, my secret wish is just to see somebody from high school. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I will be watching those people. I was looking at those people in the preview they showed last night. Like, is that so-and-so? <laughs> I just want one person I recognize to appear on the show. Houston has 4 million people or something like that. So it's probably not going to happen. You know, that is a good, I didn't even think about that. It would be nice if we were to, I already had that experience where I have seen a former coworker and friend on the DC season. Not going to give any more information, but I quickly texted, like, did I just see you on maps? But, yeah, it'll be fun to see um, if we recognize anybody in the Houston stuff. Do I remember? The most famous person that went to my high school was Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila so, your high school? She sure did one the same economics class. She was Tila when? I didn't know who she was <laughs> until later. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is my claim to fame. But yes, she went to my high school. So yes, I did not think about that because might just see someone as a friend of a friend. Because like we told y'all, we're keeping it till the season um, starts. But because someone knows someone that knows someone, keeping it vague, we know someone who filmed with someone who knows someone that was on the show. So we're saving it for you guys. But we got you. We got you. So yeah. I'm not, you know... I'm not delusional. So I don't know, really know what's coming next year. I'm not going to say things like, I'm sure next year will be better than this year. Oh, Hopefully we don't have any more chain wrecks like, you know, the Chris and Paige situation. Actually, I will tell you that I am sure we're going to have another train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> because this has just fed them. This is the highest ratings. This is, we have bitched about it, but we are still the suckers that watch it. They are going to replicate something similar. But at the end of the day, especially since we just, as we mentioned, we just did the matchmaking special. So we just watched it. And I'm just like, it reminds me of how hopeful I am at the beginning of a season, how much I love it when the couples work out. Like, I am happy for Vincent and Brianna, and I am happy for Ryan and Clara. And I'm glad I got to watch it on my TV for the past four months. Um, Good luck to Eric and Virginia. I'm looking forward to two months off, but I'm also looking forward to this Houston season in, our, in my hometown, sort of. So, yeah. So, you guys, keep up with us. Uh, come find us on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Any maths news that comes out, we, you know, we'll be posting. Um, and that's at AlterCallMAFS. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening to us for another season. Yeah. It's hard to believe that we haven't even been doing this up to a year, but I feel like we have, like, we know some of y'all, we talk to some of y'all every Thursday, we talk about the episode. Thank you so, so much. So on our Patreon, uh, for the next couple weeks, we will have our matchmaking special episode, and we also did Sister Wives. (laughs) Because you know how Tane just found this show after I recommended it to her. And we had a lot to say about 15, is it 15 seasons of Sister Wives? So go find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash MAFS. You don't have to miss us for the next two months. You just have to become a patron. Yep. And don't forget that we're available for regular episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
We've said it again and we say it again. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Please subscribe. It helps us. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And we cannot wait to talk to you again when we do our Ask Us Anything episode. So stay subscribed so you don't miss that episode. Bye, guys. And yes, we know this was a very long episode. (laughs) But it's our last one of the season. What else were we going to do? So we'll see you for Ask Us Anything. Bye. Bye. Season 12 out. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.